What is happening, sports fans? Welcome back to the San Diego Prep Insider Studios. I am Christian Pedersen. What's up? I'm Tommy Morris. Oh, Tommy. I'm back. I'm back. That might have been too loud for the machine. No, no, that's, that's, that's perfectly good. mixed. It was probably too loud, and I'm just bad at mixing <laughs> in the audio now. Um, Tommy Morris, Christian Pedersen. I asked uh, Bodie this last time because uh, it is officially summer break. Now, Tommy, how's your, you're looking two oh, shades no. darker. How's have, summer been treating you? I, I'm actually glad you brought it up because I was going to say something about this. So only Bodie DeSilva would find a way to leave San Diego in the summer because we know about his beach habits. He, Bodie hates the warm weather in the beach, so he had to go to Chicago. To get to get away from well, no, the, la- there's lakeshore beaches, so maybe that's Bodie's. Maybe we'll come back. We'll, we'll have Bodie return with a. He's not a. He, he likes the nice no wave lake beach thing. The, the placid water that he's over. Right? Yeah, I think so. No, yeah, Bodie. <laughs> when the weather's too, Bodie doesn't like. It's, it's so funny because Bodie, like, obviously San Diego guy through and through, born and raised here, but um, he has the, such a like Midwest personality or like big city personality. He just. Does not like warm weather. He would thrive, I think, in the snow. So what's summer break been like for you? Anything big so far? Uh, Pretty good. Nothing big. Same old, same old. Just like you said, trying to stay outside, trying to... I, I, I feel like everyone looks a little bit better when they got a tan going. So I've been been outside trying to do that. And I'm and, growing the hair out. And that's why I have been... Uh, that that's why I have been deep inside this studio rebuilding. As long as my hair has been. <laughs> and yeah, it's... it's uh, You've got a little bit of the wingtips coming out underneath the uh, the hat. Um, yeah. I'm sure this is going to – is this going to keep going into the football season? Are you already working on, like, the I, playoff I so. gear, the I, playoff look and yeah, everything? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm – you know, the clean-cut look for me is fine, but I'm just more of a rugged dude, you know? It looks good on radio. Yeah, it looks great on radio. All right, so you guys have stumbled back upon this or hopefully tuned in now because this is becoming a little bit of a regular thing uh, this summer to talk about all things high school football league by league. We're doing predictions. Tommy Morris is joining me now. After Tommy, we will be checking in with Noah. What's good, Laxina? I'm sure that he has got a novel's worth of stuff to talk about what's good with summer break. Uh, that guy lives it up in his best life no, every he's, single he's day. Give, he's not going to give you the good stuff, though. I, no, no, I know, it, it, that, no, that's no, reserved for following it, him yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, but, Tommy, we got the Metro South Bay to talk about right now. That is Chula Vista, Hilltop, Mar Vista, and Sweetwater. Everything is interesting equally in all things all high school sports. We can just say that because we love all things all high school sports, but... This league in particular has been kind of, to me, dark horsey interesting the last couple of years. Going back three or four years, we had Khalil Spurl uh, running the ball from our Vista, averaging about a trillion and a half yards a game. And Coach Arciaga there always doing something good. Like Mar Vista, one of the hardest places to win at. You involved with University City last year. You got a taste of that playing yeah, out it, on the road at Mar Vista. And unless they've changed the field recently, which I'm not sure about, they have a grass field, which not a lot of teams have. So that's and again, the kid. They, I don't know. I don't know why the kids like playing on the turf so much, but they do. But they, they got they longer grass, grass going field, there, yeah. um, so it does have a definitive home field advantage vibe. But on top of that, for some reason, Mar Vista just plays tough at home. Um, I like. I personally love the grass field. Huge fan. Just that out there. We'll put it on the poll. Do you love the grass field? Yes, uh, always. Hilltop, I think those the is, is is the interesting team to talk about out of this league because Coach Wesling in the last couple of years has turned Hilltop into a competitor of the variety where they're taking East Lake deep in games close. They're playing schedules that are 
strength of schedule wise the toughest regularly in this league but this year they've got a little bit of a different uh vibe going on they so you know maybe a, a the full turning point this season there potential rebuilding with some of these other programs Sweetwater's been on the way up Chula Vista's been on the way up so this could be a very good year for the South Bay in general but the Metro South Bay specifically so let's start with Chula Vista the Spartans led by coach Howard Bannister last year two and ten this year here's what they've got they're going to open the schedule at La Jolla Country Day Home then versus Mount Miguel and Escondido on the road at West Hills at Modern Day Catholic. Home versus Morse at Monta Vista. Home versus Hilltop at Mar Vista. Home versus Sweetwater. So closing out the season with three straight league games. That's the way I like doing it. I like backloading it with league. Tommy, your reaction to this schedule and what the Spartans are in for in 2019. Yeah, I mean, again... not the ideal season last year. They're going to have to replace their quarterback. I think Carlos Serratos is going to have to do it. He's a shorter guy, but a very good athlete. He got some playing time on the varsity level last year as a junior. So I'm going to go ahead and make the assumption as a senior, he's going to be their guy. So again, good athlete. They don't throw that much anyway. They're going to run the ball. And last year, they kind of hated it. They spread the love around, uh, so to speak. None of their ball carriers had more than three. I, I think their, their leading rusher was 224 yards, but they did run a lot. So they, they spread it around. Everyone gets a little piece of the ball, which I like. It's going to be tough. I mean, again, 0-3 last year in league. It, it might be another long season for them, but they're, they're trending in the right direction. Well, you mentioned having to spread the ball around a lot, and that was because they got bit by the injury bug early right. on. And they wound up, though, like you said, getting some of the younger kids playing time. And to me, offense is harder to learn, to get a rhythm at, to mature into than defense. Would you agree with that? A hundred times. I mean, you see it all the time when training camp starts for teams. When you go first team offense, first team defense, first team defense is always ahead of it because there's less plays. Defense is reactionary where offense there's a lot more intricate parts and people are confused where to stand, where to go. So, yeah, offense takes a lot longer for everyone to mesh and gel where defense, you can kind of throw 11 guys out there, tell them the basic concept and they can kind of figure it out. So when I'm looking through this and I see 13 different guys returning who had at least 10 carries last season, to me, that's something that you, you when you're trying to wade through all the statistics, you look at that and you go, okay, there's a fair amount of guys that know the playbook, know the speed of the game, know the tempo of, of varsity offense. So there's really something to work with there that leaves you positive, leaves you upbeat. And I also, though, look at, on the flip side, the sacks. Last year, 28 sacks from the Chula Vista defense. Love it. That, to me, is they'll get the ball back to the offense. They'll give you a chance to keep you in games. Well, yeah. And isn't that all you can really ask for with an offense? Right. Uh, is early in the season, just keep them in games, let them pound away? And especially a team that likes to run, if you limit the amount of possessions per game and you're effective on defense, it allows you to come away with some of these upset wins because the, the favorited team or whatever may call it maybe only has six times with the ball as opposed to eight. Um, and that that's how you, again, more possessions, less chance for variance. He's getting into stats and all that kind of stuff. So you, it evens itself out because, you know, Water finds its level, so to speak. But with, with, when you can limit possessions and stuff like that, it allows you to come away with those upsets. So here's what I also like looking through this um, strength of schedule. Okay. West Hills is a bigger school team and tends to play stronger schedules on their own. Uh, Morse 
if you jump over to our Eastern League previews between Bodie and myself, we both picked them as a favorite to win Eastern League, and I think that that is a very, very loaded Morris team. Hilltop, as we mentioned, is a good team in league, but looking out of it, Loya Country Day, I'm assuming that this is going to be a bounce-back year for Country Day. Yeah, and they, they beat them last year, so they can do it. I think they beat them was like 27 to 14, somewhere uh, around there. Mount Miguel, this is the second year now of Troy Star at Mount Miguel, so you got to assume an upward trend there. Escondido, a playoff team last year. So you look up and down at this, and you kind of go, okay, there is some wiggle room for this Spartan team to go four and four, uh, four and six, or five and five, but still get themselves into the playoffs with a respectable seed because these are not 10 tomato cans. They, they schedule themselves a pretty decent schedule, and that's something that I really like to see out of a program that is trying to move upward and not trying to just stay stagnant down. We'll play Rock Academy. We'll do things like that. Challenge yourself. We saw them beat, uh, we saw them beat Morse in the past, in what was considered an upset with Martel Irby running the ball for Morris. Chula Vista still stuck him right up the middle with that defense. So I like this. I think that Chula Vista, I will say, uh, improves from last season, ends up going 5-5. Five and five. Tommy, can I put you on the spot for something? Yeah, I'll say their record stays the same. I'm going to keep him at, I think it was three wins last year. I believe, uh, yeah, three and ten. So I think somewhere around there will be be appropriate. Okay. So let's move it on now. Actually, excuse me. The three and ten is wrong because I'm well, three and ten includes their scrimmage. Uh, so it was two and ten regular season, uh, three and ten. Uh, no, I think it's because Max Preps they have the more game twice. So oh. <laughs> I, I think three and nine is the three and nine. number. But yeah. All right, so uh, we will move on to the Hilltop Lancers, coached by Drew Wesling. One of my favorites. Last year, five and six, but four and zero oh in league. Here's what they have on tap this season. Uh, they will start with a uh, scrimmage versus La Jolla, then on the road at Escondido, at El Capitan, home versus San Ysidro, Valhalla, Morse, Bonita Vista, Mountain Empire, then back on the road at Chula Vista, home versus Sweetwater at Mar Vista. So again, backloaded three games in league, but my goodness, five straight home games for the Lancers on the new field on the new field um that in itself you got to think bodes well for Hilltop this season having that many games in a row where you're at home what do you see from them this year Tommy it'll be interesting because they got to replace Joey Castillo as long as well as I think all of their leading basically anyone who carried the ball last year as well was a senior so they got a lot of replacement but I think coach Wessling has built a nice tradition over there so kids are more excited to play football over at Hilltop. So I, I, I'm, I have no doubt in my mind that they'll find someone else to replace him. But shout out to Joey for being one of our favorite sound clips, I think, from last year. Let's sniff our offense. Yeah. So 4-0 last year, great season last year. Again, with replacing all these players, it's going to be tough, and especially early in the season. I think they'll figure it out by the time they get to the league. But 4-0 might be a, a, a tall task with a brand-new core. So I'm not expecting that out of them this year, but I, I will say this. I, I think they'll be they'll be close to what they were last year. But again, it's just it's always a really tough ask when you gotta replace all those players. I'd like to uh, compliment Coach Wesley. Normally we come on here and are lambasting teams and, and or programs for not filling out their max preps. I'm assuming that this is a typo or an overfill of some sort, but right now there are 133 players listed 
on the varsity roster for the Hilltop Lancers this season. And Tommy, I see your uh, well, now I shocked read. reaction there. Um, the fact that there would have to be 34 doubled up numbers is epic. I don't know what that means. Maybe there's 133 total guys in the Hilltop program between freshman JV and varsity, but just the the imposing look of if the Lancers show up with 133 guys on their sidelines this season, kudos to you, Coach Wesley, for, uh, <laughs> as Tommy sort of undersold it for generating interest in the program there. I look at this season for them, though. As much as you say they have to replace players, I look at this as winnable games left and right for the Lancers, and especially having that five-game homestand right in the middle. Just something mentally about staying home, staying home, staying home, staying home. It's good to 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 do that intangible. Maybe keep the, the, the mentality fresh, keep people's spirits high, keep the morale right where it needs to be. I see Morse as a big challenge just because I'm really yeah. high on Morse this season i see el cap is a little bit of a mystery because they've sort of been messing around with some stuff the last couple of years it's early in the season you never know with early season games escondido is a team that when you have to travel on the road to play at escondido escondido gets a great friday night lights vibe so that's a tough one but other than that, I'm looking at a very winnable schedule. So I'm going to go out and say eight and two, seven and three type of season for the Lancers. Wouldn't be surprised though if they do early on find somebody and they go nine and one or 10 and 0 run the table type of game. But this is going to be a very, very good season for the Lancers. Tommy. I'm feeling six and four. Okay. That's what I feel. Who, I mean, gives, again, who gives you some concerns out of this schedule? I think La Jolla is going to be really, really tough. They, That's they, a scrimmage. They have, so that, that one does not count. No. Oh, dang it. So I gonna, appreciate, though, you backing up the La Jolla being people. No, I mean, I didn't get to talk about them um, for reasons I won't mention, but they are a very good team, and they have, they have a bunch of young kids, juniors and sophomores, who are very, very good. So La Jolla is going to be in really good shape for the next few years. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Escondido game is going to be tough. I think Morse, obviously tough. Bonita Vista will be tough. And then in league, I just think being that it is in league, I don't think they're going to go 4-0 again. So I think they'll, they'll so lose. So you're a coin toss in league kind of guy, and anything could happen on any given Friday night? Yeah, I think when you've seen each other a lot of times, it becomes a little bit tougher. So I, I, I see them dropping at least one league game. So yeah, 7-3, and 6-4, and four, somewhere in there. It, I'll go. I'll go six and four just for just for the. Segment. You're allowed to pick the one or two. The little six bit of wiggle four. room. Yeah. Uh, we make up the rules. It's our show. Uh, yeah, uh, you can. We can do whatever we want. The next team I'm is. A, yeah, I'm going to change all of my picks at the end of the season. Just <laughs> retroactively fill it in. Edit this whole entire thing. <laughs> yeah, and Tommy's going to change his voice <laughs> and, and, and claim an imposter is doing this podcast. All right, our next team to talk about is the Mar Vista Mariners. Tyler Arciaga down there running, running. Singular. Like, that seems to be something that they absolutely <laughs> love to do historically as a program uh, is run the ball. Last year, 7-4, and 2-1 um, and one in league. Last year, everybody was off a little bit in league with the, the Thunder and Lightning game. Um, what are you trying to show? This, uh, Coach Arciaga entered uh, one of his players as 7 feet tall, 300 pounds. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> 
So Maybe we got to work on the computer skills <laughs> for coach over there. No, I'm still reading through the 133 players on Hilltop's roster. Wait, can players go in there and edit their own thing? I, I, know, would, I, I have would no totally idea. I would myself seven feet tall, 300 pounds. If I, if I could edit <laughs> Let's it see myself. if we can retroactively go fix up your profile. <laughs> so here's what we got on the schedule for Mar Vista this season. They open up versus Classical Academy, then at Santa Ana Valley, at Santana, at Coronado, Back home, finally, versus Mission Bay on the road again at Montgomery. Home versus Southwest San Diego at Sweetwater. Home versus Chula Vista. Home versus Hilltop to close it out. So the Metro South Bay League doing it right. Everybody's playing those last three games in league. You know, they're closing out the season strong. But a lot more road mileage being put up this, this season from Mar Vista than either of the two previous teams we have talked about Classical Academy, that will be a Diego Preciado-less Classical Academy, so definitely a different look there for them. Santa Ana Valley, an out-of-section team, always ends up being a harder comp for us to make. We can extend out a couple years' worth of trying to look at it, but at that point, rosters have turned over so much that you sort of just got to shrug your shoulders and go, okay, they're going to be a tough game because it's on the road. I see Coronado. That's going to be a tough one to win. Coach Hines now been there for a couple of years, building on an upward trend. Speaking of Coach Hines, like I, I just feel like we need to do at some point, um, like a bracket of steel cage death matches with coaches, and then like well, we know how that I think Hines out. would win. We so just, no, we need a bracket of of Coach Hines's tweets versus themselves to find out what the best all time Coach Hines tweet is. Oh, the vacuum in the corner tweet, I think, has got to be the best one his steak one lately about what's the best uh, post-workout supplement. He just posted a giant photo of a pile of steak that he's he was barbecuing. Literally up. genius. Do you, th- like, um, I, do you think he like, how, how much thought you think he puts in the tweets? Do you think he just mid days all this? Is, or do you think it's like a no. full day long? All right, I'm going to tweet this and I got to make a video for it because this is a genius tweet. I think that it's just a God-given talent he has. He's I think some people he's just know how to do it. Um, at Montgomery is an interesting one. Coach Dunkel in his second year there taking that program in an upward trend. It, so a lot of question marks is kind of what I'm getting at, Tommy. What do you see out of Mar Vista this year? What do the Mariners have in store? Again, a team that relied heavily on seniors last year. Quarterback was a senior. I think they're three leading rushers, seniors, and they didn't throw that much. Like you said, they like to run the ball. So they're going to have to replace everybody. And it's really, really hard for us to try and project how a JV kid might come up of our city or the younger kids might play without having seen them. Again, similar to, to Hilltop, it's always hard when you have new kids who are getting their first reps of varsity. There's that intimidation factor there for their first time. And, and no one will admit it, but I'm every kid, the first time they play varsity, a little bit nervous. So I, I think early on in the season, there's going to be some growing pains. But by the time they get to league, and again, that's the beauty of having the league at the end. You, you kind of know what you've got. You, you are your, you figure out what make what works for you and what doesn't by the time you get to league. So I think that's, that's great. But it, it's going to, I think, again, Maybe not this year, but the year after for these guys, it's just really hard to replace a bunch of seniors. Diego Garza, if you're going just off of who was listed on the stats last year, is going to be the quarterback incumbent this year. He was a junior last year, got a couple of attempts, and by a couple, I do only mean two attempts. Um, Everyone else throwing and rushing more or less with seniors. So you look at that, no JV rosters listed for them last season, so that's hard for us to know exactly who's coming up. Um... Yeah, it's it's sort of the opposite of what we were talking about with Chula Vista, where Chula was so wide and deep in terms of youth that was getting experience last year. Mar Vista graduating a lot of seniors. 
that though to me can be a huge, just as much as it's a concern, that can be a huge blessing early on in a season because teams can't necessarily game prep for what you're bringing. So classical Santa Ana Valley and Santana all have very limited footage and will only have the weeks previous to their games footage on what exactly each guy is bringing to the table for Mar Vista. So coach Arciaga been there long enough that he knows what he's doing. He knows his system. He knows how to get these guys right. I trust him to bring the heat early on. So I see this as they're going to struggle at Coronado. League is going to provide some some issues with a loss or two. I see this as as a as a seven and three, maybe a six and four, but probably a seven and three uh, closing out the regular season. Marvista team. How about you, Tommy? I'll just go the the inverse of what you said. I mean, again, this isn't to be negative, but it's just it's a tough schedule. I think classical academy in all sports. I'm not just saying football in all sports is really, really, really picked it up. And we saw it with the baseball team. I know it's a football podcast, but the baseball team took a huge stride uh, last year. So did the football team. And I don't know what it is. Maybe sports become more popular there. Kids are going there to play. But the classicals, athletic programs have stepped up a lot. Football and baseball specifically. And Santana's going to be tough. Coronado's going to be tough. Mission Bay is much, much better this year. I know they were not so hot last year, but I'm telling you that's a good team this year. It's, it's going to be tough sledding this year. But, you know, like, it's like I said, maybe it's not this year for these guys, but the year after might be the one to, to point at because – it's, it's just really, really tough when you lose your, your nucleus like that. Our last team to talk about in the Metro South Bay League is the Sweetwater Red Devils. A little Sioux High. Ooh, nice. Um, so close to having that perfectly coordinated. Three and eight last season for the Red Devils. Here's what they got on tap this season. Opening up at home versus San Pasqual versus Fallbrook at Bonita Vista at Santana versus Mount Miguel, versus Vincent Memorial, versus Montgomery, versus Mar Vista at Hilltop, at Chula Vista. So, Tommy, we got San Pasquale, Fallbrook, Vincent Memorial are the three unique ones standing out here. Other than that, uh, you know, Santana, Benita Vista, uh, Montgomery, they're all going to be playing other teams in this league. So, some teams that we've already kind of talked a little bit about. How do you see the Red Devils faring this season? What stands um, out to you? So this is a unique situation, too, because we've talked about some teams losing their nucleus and that kind of stuff. But they had one guy carry the ball 179 times last year for 1,141 yards, and he, unfortunately, is no longer there because he was a senior. So Super Mario Villa is going to be the guy who's going to have to carry it, carry the load for them. He's only a sophomore last year, and he carried it 74 times. Look for him to have a big season because that 74 is going to turn into 174 real fast. And I, I think they'll be pretty good. They, I think they will be probably second in this league. Um, but again, it, it's, it's, you never really know when you got to replace a, a guy who eats a whole bunch of stats, a whole bunch of yards, a whole bunch of touchdowns. But I, I think they were three and eight last year. I think they will do significant, uh, maybe double the win total this year. I think, I think they'll have a good season. Isaiah Atadide. I'm probably saying that horrendously wrong. He's a sophomore last year, so junior this coming season. He got a he got ten total or he got thirteen attempts at quarterback last season. So they have uh, two guys, one in Nicholas Salazar who will be a senior, and uh, Isaiah who will be a junior that could potentially be quarterbacks. But I think that this could be a interesting year to jump ahead, give a new guy. Two solid seasons at the helm for Sweetwater. 
you know, we, we've seen the last couple of years, they get one or two really solid standout players on offense. But then by about halfway through the season, that guy gets figured out by the county and bottled up. So it hasn't been for a lack of talent. It's been just for a lack of depth. And, and that's what's been holding Sweetwater back. So it's really tough, like you mentioned, when they are going to be graduating or have graduated a huge chunk of their offensive core. I do look at this, though, and I see I see San Pasquale is going to be really tough. That That's a hard game to open up the season with. But the flip side about hard games is that gives you strength of schedule argument to work with and, and some bonus points. I think Fallbrook is a very winnable game. I think Benita's a winnable game. Santana's going to be a tough one. Mount Miguel is a tough one, strength of schedule-wise, though it helps. Vincent Memorial, consistently tough, consistently deep in the playoffs. So I will give Sweetwater the same kind of kudos I gave Chula Vista in terms of challenge yourself, give yourself some wiggle room to struggle but struggle against teams that are going to have really good seasons, that are going to rack up the strength of schedule points, that are going to keep you in the competitive hunt come playoff time. I see this, you know, un- unfortunately, as not much of a statistical improvement, three and seven, maybe four and six, but I see this as a huge building block that if they can hold together a younger core, keep everybody healthy, give them a ton of snaps and a ton of experience that this will be a season that we look back and go, okay, that's where Sweetwater really started to turn the tide and got themselves above water. Six and four. I am sticking to it, six and four. So, Tommy, we will close this out with league champion preview or uh, prediction. Who who, who out of all this takes the league championship? I'm going to go Hilltop first place. That's all we need to know. If you oh, what, I was going to try and go through it. You no, but you're going to pick a, 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 quint, a Quintella or a, a Perfecto box? Yeah, I was going to get a parlay going. Try and, um, I don't even know that's the right term for it. Four in a row. I will agree with you on Hilltop. I think that the Lancers are in the driver's seat this season. It is theirs to win this year. Coach Wesleyan has everyone really nicely positioned for a great year. Any closing notes on the Metro South Bay League? Yeah, there's 24 different ways you could arrange those four teams. So I had a one in 24 chance if you would let me do it. <laughs> Well, four factorial. It's all yours. Actually, that might be wrong. Is that right? Four times three, 12 times two, 24 times one. Yeah, is that right? Nailed it. Ha! I should go back to AP stats and take that class again. Um, anyway, yes, I think Hilltop. Then I'm going to go, this is where I'm having, this is where I'm struggling. I'm going to go Sweetwater, Chula, Marvista. That's my. All right. There we go. Yes. We will take a quick break, and the next voice you will be hearing is that of Noah Laxina coming back in to uh, let us know what he thinks about the Metro South Bay League. Tommy, thank you very much, and uh, we'll hear from you about the next leagues. Yes, sir. Okay, it's time now. All of you that have waited patiently for the true voice of San Diego Prep Insider to come back uh, to us, uh, Noah Laxina joins us on the hotline. Noah, before we get going into the football, people want to know, man, how's summer break been? Hey, summer's been great, man. Uh, a lot of just hanging out with my friends, having a good time, but then going to work, investing in myself, trying to hit the gym a little bit. It's been good all around summer so far. Now, you've been reading a little bit this summer, and <laughs> I would say that normally the cliche would be that everybody tries to avoid summer reading because that's kind of a punishment, but 
you and I have been talking about this. We were actually just talking about this before you got on air. This has actually been kind of paying off reading a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I started, uh, I was thinking, reflecting about how I kind of waste my time on other things, uh, watching other people on social media and stuff like that. So I decided this summer I wanted to spend some time to invest in myself. So I'm reading uh, John Wooden, A uh, Lifetime of Observations and Reflections on and off the court. And uh, it's taught me a lot. And I feel like just reading one little book has been helping me out so far this summer. I've been applying it to everything in my everyday life. And uh, I feel good. I feel, I feel, feel refreshed. You feel refreshed. Uh, now, I, did I see correctly on Instagram that you hit the fair already? Yes, I did. Is that a must-do? Uh yeah, definitely. Um, I honestly haven't been to the fair in a couple years, so it was cool to come out again. And uh, I had a great time. I'll probably go back one more time because I didn't get a lot of the food that I wanted to get last time. But this next check about to hit fast. So, oh, that's I what's go. up. Okay, okay. Um, you know what? <laughs> I will. Uh, I will gladly tag along if you need a third wheel on that. Um, so Let's Noah, just try everything. Yeah, you got to. You got to try a little bit of everything, right? You have to. But then it guilts you into having to go hit the gym twice as hard. Yeah, it's like, I that's the plan. I'm going to do like a two-a-day, and then that night just like go I'll go crazy on that. And, and is that where then I'll catch you on the Stairmaster reading John Wooden's book? So you're, you're, you're really you're checking <laughs> all your boxes in one day, just proving that you're the, the superhuman. Yeah, the, that's a complete day right there. Man, that's why that's why we like to bring you in. That's why we got you on the team. Honestly, is you're the you're the glue guy that holds us all together because you're the superhuman <laughs> that gets it all done. So Noah, people want to know. They want to hear from you about some San Diego high school football. We got the Metro South Bay. Uh, everyone just heard from me and Tommy. We're gonna hear from you now. Let's start with the Chula Vista Spartans once again. We'll read off the schedule for Howard Bannister's team this year at La Jolla Country Day. Home then versus Mount Miguel, home versus Escondido at West Hills, at Modern Day Catholic, home versus Morris, at Monta Vista, home versus Hilltop, at Mar Vista, then closing out the season, home versus Sweetwater. Noah, give me your take on that season for the Spartans. Well, uh, 2019 looks like a, a very progressive year for the Spartans. I mean, last year they didn't have uh, too good of a record, but they've uh, ma- made some strides, and I feel like this year, facing Morris and facing Modern Day early is going to prep them for, a, you know, a chance to compete well in the league. And I'm excited to see um, what that talent um, does this season. I feel like they do have a good shot at winning the league because of that experience they're going to get early in the season, uh, kind of bouncing around the county, playing uh, quality teams for the, um, like for the division. And I feel like it could be a close one this year in the, in the Metro South Bay, but I definitely think Chula is someone you cannot um, just throw away. They're going to make strides this year. Coach Bannister is a good coach and is a, a great person. I feel like he's getting, got that program going in the right direction. So a big thing that Tommy and I spoke about was that last year they got bit by the injury bug early on in the season. They wound up with 13 juniors and sophomores taking at least five carries out of the backfield. And what I hear you saying is that the, kind of that that trial by fire, a lot of that is going to end up paying off this season with the youth sort of maturing on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, definitely. When you're just thrown into the fire, you either sink or swim. And, you know, that last season uh, was kind of tough for them to, you know, regroup. But I know those those uh, kids are hungry and, you know, it's sitting with them, it's sat with them all off season. I'm pretty, and I'm sure they've been working hard and progressing this year. 
And I feel like, um, you know, taking your lumps is what you need, is what everyone has to do. But now that they've taken their lumps, it seems like they're really uh, ready to make a step forward. So I'm going to put you on the spot. What do you think uh, record-wise? Uh, I was saying that this is a 5-5, five and five, maybe a 6-4 and four team. Tommy has them at 2-8 and eight this season. What do you got? I'm going to say 4-6. and six. I think they're going to up that win total by one this year. Or They went 3-9 and nine last year, but they're going to go, I think they're going to go 4-6 and six this year. They're going to take some lumps again, still trying to, you know, move forward. But I think when you're going to look at the long-term success over the next few years, they're going to get better and better every year. But I still, still think, I still think that this year they're going to take some lumps, especially going against a, a growing Mario Day Catholic team that's supposed to be really hot this year. And then facing defending champs like Morris and tough opponents like that throughout the season. Yeah, the other tough opponent that I really I am very intrigued by is Mount Miguel. It's the second year for Coach Troy Starr out at Mount Miguel this year. So kind of a consensus, though, it sounds like between you, myself, and Tommy, that the strength of schedule is going to play in Chula Vista's favor because they have some wiggle room in the wins, losses. They'll, they'll get that favorable results on the strength of schedule. It'll help play into their playoff caliber rankings. Let's keep it moving to Hilltop, the Lancers, and Noah. I'm sure that you uh, looked over all their stats and, and whatnot on the uh, on Max Preps, did you see the roster page for this year's Hilltop Lancers? Um, I, I'll be honest, I checked the Cal Preps, but have not seen the rosters. Because there are 133 kids logged in on the Hilltop roster this wow. year as of this point. Um, so we can't quite – we, we might have to uh, get Coach Wesleyan on the phone to figure this all out. We don't know if that's the total program and you just put them all on varsity right now, but um, – <laughs> It, let, let me just ask you. They got you, the whole population, the whole top population. They're going to go to war on Fridays. I wonder if they have enough gear for all of them. Let, let, me, let me just ask you this, Noah. As a player, if you walk out, if you, you, know, you get off the bus, you're out there warming up at Hilltop High School, if you see coming out of the locker room 133 kids in gear, what's going through <laughs> your mind? I'm like, who, who, they got everybody in the school to play football or what? That's crazy. I think um, it definitely does a little thing. It does a little bit because at the very least, it kind of throws off the look of the field. The field like It's kind of weird just seeing a whole bunch of people standing across one sideline. And it, it looks pretty intimidating knowing that there's over hundreds of kids that are just all one goal. And they're all saying, go Lancers. Going at uh, whatever Coach Wesley has to study, that's pretty cool. It's yeah, exciting. the uh, the, the run ball pass call on the uh, on the sideline is actually going to be loud for the first time in high school sports history. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it tributes to the to what he's done with that program, getting all those kids want to come out and play. I think it uh, speaks to the work he's put in into really getting football, uh, getting people excited about football in the Hilltop area. So. Whether or not that ends up being an actual 133 kids or not, we'll have to wait till the season to find out. But here's what the Hilltop Lancers will refresh you guys on their season at Escondido, at El Capitan, then home for five weeks, which is just awesome for any team to have. They got San Ysidro, Valhalla, Morse, Bonita Vista, Mountain Empire, back on the road then to start league at Chula Vista, home versus Sweetwater, then closing out the season at Mar Vista. Noah, give me your reaction to this season. Um, I think this year Hilltop um, is in prime position to win another league title. 
Um, I, I, I really like that game against Bonita. I think it was a good game on a schedule and um, an opportunity to really show leaps made by the um, Hilltop program. And I do think it's like in the beginning, it's a little bit, they have a good, I want to say this, they have a good balance. I think they, Coach Weston did a good job on the schedule, getting some pretty quality teams, facing a good team, and then kind of settling back. And there's just balance all over the schedule. That's all I can say about the schedule. And I feel like they're going to do really well this season. I, I project a winning season for the Hilltop Lancers. Absolutely a winning season. And what I also think is really interesting, I'm, I, I like the way that you brought it up, a good balance. I think that this is also just a good balance looking at what they've done the last couple of years. The last few years, we've seen them play against East Lake and some other teams like that that are really, really tough teams for anybody in the county to be playing, let alone a, a hilltop program that is trying to project upwards. This season, though, I see them with nothing but winnable games, so I see them as coming into the season very much in the driver's seat is, is the best analogy that I can put it as. Yeah, definitely in the driver's seat, and I know... They lost their quarterback uh, last year, but they have a top running back returning. They have top O-linemen returning, top defense, uh, defensive players returning. So I know Coach Weston's probably joined that new quarterback this whole time about the system and getting them ready and prepared. So I don't see um, any like possible problems for their team this season. I think um, they're going to do really well and perform well. And So give me a number a, there. Give me a number, Noah. See. Uh, let's go eight. Eight and two. All right. You and me both there at eight and two for them this season. Next team to talk about is the Mar Vista Mariners with Coach Arciaga last year. Like we said, seven and three. We will reset their schedule for you. Home versus Classical Academy to open up the season. Then at Santa Ana Valley, at Santana, at Coronado. Home versus Mission Bay, at Montgomery. Home versus Southwest San Diego, at Sweetwater. Home versus Chula Vista. Home versus Hilltop. Give your take on the Mariners' season this year, Noah. Well, that that first home that first uh, stretch on the road, traveling from uh, place to place on Friday is going to be uh, a huge test to their team and how they're going to do this season. I think if they get on the right start, they're going to really put, put themselves in a good position to win league. And I feel like every opponent that they have builds up to that last game against Hilltop. And the way the schedule looks, it really looks like they're really just focused on preparing themselves to, to battle Hilltop for a league championship. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if going to that point that um, that Hilltop and Marcus again, that them two are playing for the championship. But like I said... I so you got you got that game on October 1st, Hilltop versus Mar Vista circled as a league championship game. Potentially, yes. I do. As of, right, as of today, I do see that. It depends on, like I said, that road trip is going to be crucial in the beginning. If, that road, if they succeed in that road trip, they build that uh, early team chemistry and show that they're built to win on the road, then I do see that game um, as a potential championship game. But it all depends on how they start that season. But it looks like Marvista uh, is trying to capitalize on uh, last year's success. And, you know, they're, they're trending up for sure. So I always throw out the disclaimer to everybody that we talk to that it's hard to know about a team that is out of our section. We don't have a good cross-reference to really judge them. I give Mar Vista a ton of credit, though, going away to Santa Ana Valley. That is just 
That's bold. That's brave. That's a huge road game. That's a great experience, though, for the players sometimes to get that little bit of a fresh break and not play anybody that is, uh, you know, someone that you have any sort of history with. I love, though, Mar Vista at home with the grass field and a team that runs the ball as heavily as they do. They're always hard to beat at home. So I said seven and three this this season for them. What do you have, Noah? I got, uh, I got, I got seven and three as well. To be honest, I, I was really thinking that number in my head, especially after the last game. I was like, I got to get these records predicted. But I honestly was thinking seven and three. I think they're going to have a lot of success. Uh, to speak on that, traveling to Santa Ana, I also think it's it's a like a team, it's a team uh, building kind of uh, like a hurdle that they need to go across because it really gives you that mentality of us versus them. And I think they're going to come together and really. Um, bond in that week specifically, and it's going to propose to a winning season. Now, if they can battle Hilltop and triumph over Hilltop in that league, that game circled. That's a, that's a, that's questions that need to be uh, that need to be answered. But I still think it's going to be a successful season for Mar Vista. I have their game against Coronado circled to me as the biggest tell, though, on this team because that'll be the end of three weeks in a row playing on the road. I'm assuming that that's going to be a tough game this year because Coronado is a school that has been projecting upwards. And when you're a at the end of fight, it's going to be a street fight. It's going to be a street fight. But honestly, though, when you're at the end, and maybe you can testify to this also as, as a player, when you're at the end of a road stretch and you just you want to play a home game finally, but you got to go one more time out on the road, that can be a little taxing. And so I think that you got to look for that game. It'll be week four of the season, right around that, you know, we kind of know what we're working with point for most teams. If they can at least keep it close, if not pull out a win on the road at Coronado, I think we're in season for or in store for a really tough Mar Vista team this season. Our last team to talk about with Noah Laxina, certified football expert for San Diego Prep Insider, is the Sweetwater Red Devils. A little Sue High. Noah, Noah, I know that this is something very near and dear to your hearts, so I will try to be <laughs> gentle. Um Last season, Sweetwater, they just, they, you know, they were close in games. They just could not get a ton of wins. This season, we'll reset the schedule for everybody out there listening. Home versus San Pasqual, home versus Fallbrook, on the road, at Bonita Vista, at Santana, home versus Mount Miguel, home versus Vincent Memorial, home versus Montgomery, home versus Mar Vista, at Hilltop, at Chula Vista to close out the season. Noah. Man, I, you know, I I, I don't want to be a, a Debbie Downer here, but I feel like it's going to be tough for Seawater to pr- uh, improve tremendously this year. They got a lot of, you know, t- a really tough games. I mean, at, uh, just from week one, Tampa Squall, and then you got and then the fast went to Bonita, um, Mount Miguel, like those are, and then Vincent Memorial, obviously. There's a lot of um, tough teams on the schedule. And, um, you know, I really hope that they've uh, found a way to, you know, get it together during the off season. But it kind of looks like another year of lumps for the for Sweetwater. Well, I've given Sweetwater a ton of credit for. I think they have the the toughest schedule of any team in this league. So I give them. Yeah, a, definitely. That's that exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Looking at it right now, it's just it's one word tough. Yeah, and, and that is. I, I use this term with Chula Vista. They got wiggle room. This is a team that could be three and seven, could be two and eight, 
but still gets into the playoffs with a little bit ahead of steam because they've taken, like you said, their lumps. They've been through it all. They've been through the fire and back because Vincent Memorial has been making deep playoff runs every season the last couple of seasons. San Pasquale, same with them. Benita Vista, a lot of teams have a lot of people have that circled as a bounce back season for them. I have Mount Miguel scheduled as a bounce back. Like this is going to be a team where you look at it and the wins loss might not match the talent on the field. This also could be an interesting season because a, a, a fair amount of kids graduated last year, so they're going to be replacing with some younger parts. Could be a chance for some incoming sophomores into their junior year to really get some experience and, and, and help them grow the future of this program. So yeah, Noah, and, and that's the most exciting. Oh, real, real quick. That's the most exciting part about, you know, high school sports and high school football is like when, when the graduates graduate, who's going to be the next people up. So I'm excited to see that too. Yeah. The turnover happens in very real time. This could be something that we talk about. Oh, they're going to take some lumps. Don't want to be a Debbie downer in 2019, but then in 2020, it could be Sweetwater, Red Devils winning the league championship. It can happen just that quick in high school football. Definitely. So Noah, let me uh, let me see if I can tally this up. I think I heard you even say that you wanted Hilltop to, or that you were picking Hilltop to be league champs, but I will give you officially this segment to close out with uh, who you were predicting to be the Metro South Bay league champion this year. I got Hilltop winning league this year. I think everything is going to click this year for the Lancers and they're going to have, this is, this has been years in the making for uh, this program. And I just see nothing but success for Hilltop. Do I, do I go out on a limb and try and have you predict a CIF championship for them even, or is it too early for that? Too early, way too early. Okay. CIF predictions are, you got to give them at least, four weeks, three to four weeks at least. Fair enough, into Noah. The season. Fair enough. Well, Noah, Alexia, thank <laughs> you very much for joining us to preview the Metro South Bay a little bit. We're glad we got to hear about some of your summer this year. I am so excited that football is marching back into our lives. Noah, Alexia. You can feel it. Oh, man, it just, and you get the band going a little bit, and we got the new studios, <laughs> and everything's going. For Tommy Morris, for Christian Pedersen, for Noah Laxina, Bodie Da Silva, Chase Osborne, and anyone else that wasn't with us, we say thank you for tuning in. We will be back for the rest of summer predicting all the other leagues, previewing all of the teams. Thank you very much for sticking around with us sports fans to the end of another show. We'll close out with a little bit of the band, and we will see you next time.